Alex. It's there. We were just kids and friendship on the surface. You know you make me nervous. Do you want to share a cab or something? Quarter life crisis. Kishin, you friend. Hit me like a virus. Now I can't get you out of my head. This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsno. Today's episode is a little mini bonus episode. I had the opportunity to interview a director of a film that is appearing in a film festival that I'm uh, attending, and I was asked to do something a little fun and different, and uh, so I'm going to be sharing that interview here, both for everyone to listen to it and also so people would hopefully check out this film as well. I had the chance to talk to Louise Lathy, who directed the film Who Am I Now? A Queer Romance Finding Yourself Story, but it's a part of the AODR Festival, or the Academy of Death Racers Festival. I've been with this group for a couple years now. They're a great group of people, but they are putting on their very first film festival. It's mostly for film shorts, but they do have some full lengths as well, one of them being Who Am I Now? So they put together this fantastic lineup of festival of movies to go see, and it's only $15. It's a great price. You get to see everything you want for the run of the show, and it runs from January 14th to the 30th. There's even going to be some prizes and categories. They're having like best animated short, best documentary short, best live action short, and best film with the LGBTQ plus theme. That could be either short or full length. They've got a whole bunch of movies to see. They've got a trailer out. They've got merchandise. They've got a whole bunch of great stuff. You can follow them all over social media, AODR, Academy of Death Racers. I'm going to link to all this stuff in the show notes. It'll be really awesome if you check it out, and maybe if you see something you like, you can potentially uh, buy a ticket and see some movies, some great films. One of the shorts is actually long-listed for uh, the Oscars this year, which is crazy awesome for them. So, without further ado... Here's my interview with Louise Lathy, the director of Who Am I Now? I'm thinking about the moments you caught me off guard. Picture perfect in my Before I met you, I, ne- I would never have thought that this would be me. Hi, I'm Dakota Arsenault, host of ContraZoom Pod, the weekly film podcast where we go back and forth about film. Today, I'm chatting with, with Louise Lathy, the Canadian director, writer, producer, and editor of the new film, Who Am I Now? Not only did she personally wear all of those hats in the making of this movie, her production company, Jack Dog Films, produced it as well. Louise, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today in the festival goers at AODR. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate um, you inviting me to chat about the film. Of course, we're we're very excited to, to hear more about this uh, behind the scenes aspect of it and the creation of it. But yeah, your your film "Who Am I Now" deals with the story of two women, Alex and Aaron, who are trying to come to terms with their own sexuality and navigate a potential relationship, while also trying to understand who they are at their cores. As someone whose name is all over the credits, I have to ask how much of this story is autobiographical. Do one of the women represent a similar story you experienced or one that you saw friends going through? What's happening with this? Yeah, um, I, I don't like to use the word um, autobiographical just because um, I want it to kind of stand on its own two feet as its own story. But I definitely uh, took a lot from my personal journey and coming out. Um, I, I wrote the film... I think about 2007, 2008. Um, so it feels like a million years ago now. 
And it was around the time where I was, you know, coming to terms with my own sexuality and, um, you know, falling in love with women and understanding, trying to figure out what that meant. And um, as as a writer, um, I've always kind of put my my thoughts and feelings into um, into scripts, into stories. And so that's kind of what I did with this. And um, essentially, uh, what what I how I like to say is, Alex is who I wish I was at the time, and Erin is kind of who I was. So uh, my journey was very similar to Erin's. Um, but Erin was actually based on uh, another real person who um, I won't go into too much detail about. But I've changed her a lot since then. But yeah, so there's a lot of personal um, personal anecdotes in there, personal stories. Um, all the characters are kind of an amalgamation of people in my life and those people all know who they are. And it's really interesting because they've all seen the film and they're like, oh, yeah, that I, I remember when that <laughs> happened or like, yeah, that feels really familiar to this. And so, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of, of, of Louise in there for sure. Wondering, oh, that's how you perceived everything that happened between us. OK, mm-hmm. I understand now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we often get films where a, a young teenager, young person who, who first seems sort of fairly indifferent to romance or attraction, realize that they don't fit into maybe a heteronormative lifestyle as they come to understand their own queerness. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a film where the characters are adult and sort of navigating the intense waters of understanding sexuality. What intrigued you about wanting to tell a story about a more adult characters coming out? Um, again, just kind of based on my own experience. So I, I came out in my early twenties, but, you know, as a queer person, I feel like I'm coming out every day still. Um, and many queer people do, you know, you meet somebody new and it, usually, uh, the assumption is that you're a straight person and then you have to come out to that, to the person you're speaking to. So, um, it was more like, I just kind of wanted to represent people coming out at different stages of their life because it's not just when you're in high school, Um, I struggled hard in high school because I was terrified of my sexuality. And so it took me a long time to come out. And um, even going through my 20s, I was, even though I knew I was gay, I was out, I had a girlfriend, I was still terrified. So I'm like, it doesn't just stop when you come out. uh, And that's kind of why I wanted to make these characters older, um, just to to represent the, the different times of people's lives. Like it's not just, you know, you're 16 and then everything's fine once you come out. Yeah, and there's also this sort of, residual effort of deciding when do you want to come out to people? Do you need to come out to certain people who mm-hmm. you are and all those different ways you need to navigate as, as a gay person, because, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing of telling your parents and telling your friends, but like another thing is you, you just present who you are and all of a sudden people at work are, are, are starting to question about you. And it's like, well, that now that really matters. I'm at work right now. I'm here to do yeah. a job, Yeah, but still that's an ongoing sort of thing where you, like you just said, it's sort of you're always coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it's frustrating. I find it very frustrating because, um, like, I I look what one would call, like, stereotypically gay or, like, stereotypically lesbian. I have a short haircut. I'm more masculine presenting. And I still get asked quite frequently, like, what does my husband do? Or, like, you know, do I have a boyfriend? And I just look at them. I'm like, really? <laughs> but, yeah, like, people just kind of have that mindset and that assumption. So, it's it's frustrating for me, so I just yeah um, I want to make it like relevant to other um, areas of people's lives as well. Interesting. Mm. I think I think my favorite line in the movie is, is later on when uh, the group therapist, in response to Aaron wondering when she will know if she's actually gay or not, says there comes a point when it's harder to not say it than say it. 
it's such a poignant and deep line about how one person will fully know their truth. Was that something that you just sort of came up with when you were writing or did you hear that from someone? Um, no, cause that's exactly how I felt. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really like that line as well. And uh, the way that um, Elizabeth Young kind of delivers it as well. She's an amazing um, young actress and she just, just kind of came out really naturally, but um, cause that's exactly how I felt when I was um, coming to terms with myself. I was trying to, like I, I kind of likened myself to like this bubbling pot that was you know full of water and it's bubbling over because I couldn't keep it in anymore. And it was just so hard to not be myself. Um, so it's just that like you kind of just you just have to you just have to say it and and whatever happens happens. Um, and that's just kind of that's how I felt when I came out. It's just like I physically couldn't not be out <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> it sounds like it's a it's a great quote that like you need to have like printed up on stickers or something like that so that way you can give to any any young person that's sort of struggling with understanding their sexuality and be like hold this card for now you'll know when it's the time oh that's so sweet thank you that means a lot (laughs) it'll be it'll be merchandise for who am i now (laughs) but this movie isn't all serious and i want to have a bit more of a fun question with you too midway through the film Alex starts to discover who she is and gets taken to a lesbian club for the first time. Yeah. Sort of experiences something exhilarating being around so many people who can just be themselves with no guard up. I was wondering if you had a sort of similar experience going to your first gay club and what that was like for you. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately in Vancouver, there aren't too many like lesbian specific uh, places anymore. And by the time I was ready to go to one. They didn't really exist anymore. And it was, um, yeah, we, we got stuck with like these underground parties where you had to buy tickets for, but I remember going to my first like lesbian event and I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like there is a lot of gay ladies here. This is crazy. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's like this, this giant door is open and it's like, Hey, you're actually not the only one. You're not the only lesbian. You're not the only queer person. Like here are all these other people that have gone through all these different experiences similar or different to you, but you're all here. You're all, it's a safe space. And that's, that's what I really love about queer events is that I just, that's where I feel this this most open and the safest, like the the pride parade and and during pride is I just, I just love it because that's when I've always felt just a hundred percent like who, you know, be who you are. And um, that's kind of what I want to say, come, you know, have come across in that moment is Alex, like literally the look on her face is like, wow, (laughs) like, okay, this exists. <laughs> well, that definitely came through, so that's that's good to hear. Um, I don't want to spoil too much of the ending for anyone listening that hasn't had the chance to see the film. But mm-hmm. after Alex and Aaron both go through some pretty big changes and fundamentally understand themselves better by the end, the movie ends on a very adult note of understanding. I sort of feel like a typical Hollywood film would have given them a more sentimental or, or cheesy ending. What prompted you to have a more grounded and mature resolution for, for the two of them? Um, well, a couple of things. So my, my, my personal experience, um, so based on uh, the, the person that um, kind of was Aaron way back in the day, um, that didn't have a happy ending. Um, and generally the first person you fall in love with for the most part is not going to be your true love for the rest of your life. And I didn't want to promote, um, any kind of toxicity because I, I view their relationship as very toxic. 
um, like sure they help each other kind of move forward and they, they help each other realize themselves, but it's still, it's very toxic. It's very negative. And I didn't want to say like, well, you can treat someone like absolute garbage, but it's okay if, you know, if you're hurting, um, because it, it'll all be forgiven. So I, I wanted to kind of be like, yes, um, they've had this amazing eye-opening experience together and they, they're figuring out who they are and, um, I think I probably gave away the ending. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized because I'm speaking. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wanted it to be um, different as well because you're right. Like a lot of, um, I guess, romance type films or happy ending. Like, you know, everyone, you run off into the sunset and everyone's happy. And to me, it is a happy ending, um, but it's just probably not the ending that people would expect. And I have had a couple of people who were very upset by the ending. And I was like, I just don't believe in, that like that because I wanted to make this as true to life as possible and as true to kind of ex- one's experience as possible and in my experience there was no happy ending so to speak um in like the general sense of the word but yeah I I think this is a happy ending to me <laughs> so I hope people do see, see that as well yeah I, I completely understand because I feel like I know I, I sort of led you into a bit of a trap there with that question to sort of reveal <laughs> so I'll, I'll try to dance around it a bit but i feel like as a viewer if it was the ending you would expect it wouldn't be true to the characters yeah. and it would have rang false and and so i think the way it ended for the two of them was the ending that those characters needed mm-hmm. yeah and it it also kind of gave um erin a bit more um, maturity as well because i always i always believed her to be a bit more um, immature. She was always, she's obviously the character that is um, struggling a lot more, is making poor choices because of the way she's feeling. And I think it would just, it just wouldn't have been fair to just give her what she wanted in the end, because like that, that's just the easy way out to me. And I think she had a lot more to learn. Um, And then, and Alex kind of explains exactly why the way, you know, it happened the way it happened and, and that, that scene, actually, uh, I wrote that a lot later um, after having a really good discussion with the actors because um, I had ended it a different way. And so I had a really good discussion with Joanna, who plays Alex, and, and we kind of figured out the best way to to kind of um, end the, the film. So that was a really cool yeah, collaboration. Yeah, that's very true. Well, that's, that's awesome to hear that the actors were so involved in this process. I noticed in the credits that they're both listed as producers as well. I'm guessing mm. due to the fact of the ownership of their characters that they brought to the table. Yes. Um, uh, I have never met some like more hardworking actors in my life, but they, they're they so much more than just showing up and, and playing their roles. Like They were intimately involved in this film. Uh, we're, we're all very close still. And, you know, they took these characters and they took ownership of these characters. And I, you know, I couldn't be happier um, on how um, the casting went and, and how it ended. And I'm so sorry, my dog is barking in the background. Um, <laughs> he does that. I love to chat about your production company, Jack Dog Films. You start the company in order to tell stories that feature women and LGBTQ plus people. Mm-hmm. What was the inciting incident for you to realize that in order to see certain stories told on screen, you needed to be the force for change and make the content yourself? Um, well, that's, that's giving me a lot of credit, the force for change. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's, it's your mission statement on your company's I, website. I so know, you know, you're what? right, you're right. Um, <laughs> mostly because I didn't uh, have any film like this growing up. Um, that you know, LGBTQ plus representation in the media is uh, still quite scarce. But when I was growing up, there was nothing. 
Um, it was like uh, a, the gay best friend who was just kind of the butt of a joke or like um, if there was any lesbian characters, they were usually very mentally ill or uh, were depicted as kind of really uh, evil or negative. And um, it's just, that's super unhealthy. And so I just kind of got to the point where I was like, well, no one's going to tell this story that I have but me. And I want to keep telling stories like this, which hopefully will help people, which um, it, which this film has, which is amazing. Like I've had people reach out to me that have said the movie has helped them, which just warms my heart. Um, and that's, that's kind of why is because I'm like, well, I, I didn't have this growing up and I want people now, young queer people to have this kind of content so they can see themselves on screen, that it's normalized um, and just to help them along their journey. And so that's kind of why I decided to do it because <laughs> for, for my community, basically. <laughs> you gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. I'm so I'm so happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is a bit of a, a three pronged question, so feel free to answer it however you wish. Okay. But I want to know what comes next for yourself, for Jack Dog Films, and who am I now? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> I know that's a big one. Well, for for myself, um, I'm always writing. Uh, I have about four different features on the go. Just I kind of pick away at them when I get an idea. Um, I've just finished uh, one, the, the first draft of one, which uh, one of my uh, friends that slash colleagues is reviewing. Um, but um, unfortunately, it, it all boils down to money and, and finances um, in the independent film world. So I, I don't know what's going to happen next for Jack Dog Films. It's a kind of a wait and see at the moment. But um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just writing all the time. I'm a creative person and... Um, I am itching to get back on set to make another film and I really hope that I can do that in the near future. But um, yeah, it depends on the success of who am I now and um, if I can find additional funding. Um, But right now what's next for who am I now is um, it is available in the U S on Amazon prime um, and in Canada it's available on iTunes and uh, you can buy it on Blu-ray and DVD and I think it's on Google Play, on Tubi, Roku, and a bunch of streaming networks I've never heard of before, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's and it's it's all over the world, which is also really amazing. Um, I've had people contact me from India um, and Chile. It's like it's just wow. Yeah, it's um, I I essentially like won the independent film lottery. Um, and I just want to I'll give a shout out to Gravitas Ventures, who's my distribution company, because um, without them, this film would not be out in the world. So they kind of, you know, took my, my baby and, and took it out there. And it's it's so cool to. Yeah, I, I just feel really, really honored because I know um, this is not the norm for independent films. So I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that that Gravitas liked it and, and ran with it. Well, that's all very exciting, and I'm sure we can't wait to see what you come up with next. Louise, thank you so much for your time. If people want to find more about you and your work, what's the best place to go? Um, well, I've got, uh, I've got a couple of websites. So whoamINow.ca is specifically for the film, and then jackdogfilms.ca. Um, and then you can uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, jackdogfilms. And uh, whoamINow also has an Instagram page, which I'm – I kind of update as um, things come out about the film, but it'll probably slowly start to teeter off. Um, but Jack Dog Films is where you can find more info about me and what's next. 
Excellent. Uh, Who Am I Now is now available to watch on all those amazing different VOD providers that you mentioned for people to to watch and download and buy. Uh, thank you to the AODR Festival for setting this interview up, and thank you, Louise. Thank you so much. We can do all of this Once again, thank you to Louise Lathy and all the people over at AODR, the Academy of Death Racer Festival. Thank you to Mark for setting this up uh, and everyone else there, Ian, uh, Andreas, and of course, uh, everyone else that is involved in this process of setting up this amazing thing. I really hope you check out the festival. Check out the show notes. You can follow this show on Instagram and Twitter at ContraZoomPod. Send me an email, ContraZoomPod at gmail.com. And yeah. I hope you enjoyed this little interview and bonus episode. We'll be back with our full episodes later this week. You are. This is who you've always been before you ever even met me.